Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Welcome to episode 235. I'm the ad doctor, Andrew Peak. With me today is Julie Jarnigan and Bryce Baker. How's everybody doing? Doing good. good. Sweet, sweet. It's getting busy out there. It is. I feel like my email pings all day long. <laughs> That's good. So, Solving problems. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. good though. It's really good. Good questions. Good. The right questions are being asked. Yeah, it's definitely different. Like, yeah, the market's just different. And our life is different. Questions are all over the place, I feel like. Like, I had one that was interesting. Like, hey, how do we market this community? It has a a very large equity buy-in for the community, which we mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever said that word ever on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a private golf course community. Really, really nice. But how do they advertise this? Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Let's figure it out. We could do it. Like it's, and to me, I'm like, okay, here's some ideas that I'm thinking of. Cause it's, if you're moving to a community like that, it's really not about the home. Like you need the home. It's just like everyone's home today is going to be nice. It is the lifestyle. It is the community. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think it's, it's going to be more driven by referrals or you, it's someone, you know, in there, like I have a hard time thinking, mm-hmm. and it's only like 400 someone home sites. So it's not this huge master plan community. It's still quite a few is homes. Is golf course the only amenity? Um, it's everything. You could pretty much okay. live okay. live there. Um, That's awesome. Like, and not leave, I guess. Of course you do live there, but you don't have to leave anywhere. <laughs> Nor would you probably want to with the buy-in. I'm like, oh, that, that's a hefty amount. Like, okay. like that's, What's the buy-in? You've got to tell us now. It is more than 50000 <laughs> So there, okay. there we go. Which I guess isn't looking at, I know some other communities that I've, I've visited, like theirs are up that way. But mm-hmm. still, on top of the house, but it's all relative. There's houses listed, listed in there, two, three, four million. And this wow. is in the South. So we're not talking like West Coast or like Washington prices or, or New York, whatever it may be, but not what you'd expect in the area. Yeah. So that's my question. Sometimes it's fun, though, to dig into those weird Yeah. That's, I love the challenges. Problems. Yeah. I'm like, this <laughs> is actually stop like. us. And we're like, wait a minute, we have to. And if we can't figure it out, that's the good thing about the team is that we can go back to everybody else yep. and be like, okay. Like, how do we do this? Who's who's done this before? Anyone? Yeah, Mm -hmm. actually, I have. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Bryce, what do you got for this week? Ooh, okay. So the summit is here. We're in September. By the time this episode comes out, we're in September. How crazy is that, guys? So I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And you've been on kind of the planning end. So you know more than Andrew and I do, probably. Yeah, it's not fair. Just a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) It is fair, but... As we've mm-hmm. grown, like the team gets less and less close to the actual details, which makes sense. Like we have quite a few people. So now it's rice mostly with everything. Yeah, it's interesting, but it's super exciting. So there's some fun cocktail hours that are planned, of some course. fun events and some awesome speakers. So just make sure you guys are ready because I'm super excited and I can't wait to see everybody. I think that's the most exciting part is like seeing everyone. So yeah, the, the part I'm, go ahead, Julie. Last year, a lot of us had never really met in person, or if we had met, it had kind of been in passing. So, um, because the year before that was 2020, so everything was online. So yeah. this is the first year back to everybody again, at least yeah. for me. Seeing the team in person and mm-hmm. seeing our builders in person, yep. it's different because we, on average, maybe one and a half times per month, we're mm-hmm. seeing all the builders we work with on Zoom. 
But yeah. of course, we're, we're talking a lot more on that. And then on average, I, I probably have the most internal communication as far as like one-on-one mm-hmm. dialogue versus being on a call. Well, that's always like, oh, we're real people. This is great. We are <laughs> we are real. But the part I'm think- super excited part for uh, for is like we're taking over the whole hotel. Like it's yeah, pretty absolutely. much it the is whole us. Thing. Ran out of All room, the hotel room. Had to get a everything. second block of, of stuff. It's like so camp. <laughs> it's like camp. Um, it, it is summer re- camp. Reminds me of we were at the Phoenix Biltmore one year, which is just down the road from, from this venue in, in Phoenix. But the way it was set up, like you just saw people all the time compared to mm-hmm. when we were in Texas last year, massive, the Gaylord Texan, massive, yeah. massive venue. Like you could walk and be like, I don't think I saw a single person from the summit. And we were like all the way down that hallway. Then you take a left, take a right. And like, oh, there we are. There was also another way. venue, like another event was going on last year too. Oh, yeah. So this year it's just us. And the whole hotel, which is super exciting. Yeah, yeah that'll be fun. It's going to be good. It's going to be pretty cool. Julie, what do you got? Yeah, well, Facebook being Facebook again and, you know, doing strange things. So no surprises there. But it seems like this week especially, maybe it's been a week or two, but they've been rejecting ads that have been running for a while. We're like, what's happening? Why are they rejecting them? And as we're all kind of collaborating, like what's getting rejected, it seems to be ads that look more like ads. So like a photo with graphics on top of it that talk about savings and incentives and financing and those kinds of things. So from what we can tell, they're calling them low quality. So we think Mm -hmm. what's happening is that Facebook is saying this kind of ad, we don't like it. It's not performing well. People aren't engaging with it. Um, the specific ads we're running, it's not particularly that those ads are terrible. It's just, I think that style is getting yeah. rejected a lot right now. So anyway, just one of those things that Facebook in the long run, maybe it's good because if Facebook knows people scroll right past those, then they don't need to be run like that anyway. So we need yeah, to shift a little true. bit. So anyway, if, if you've been getting you know some rejections, it seems like they kind of are cracking down on something yeah. and we're figuring out what that something is. <laughs> they changed the algorithm. Yeah. And some of those were running for a while. Like some of these yeah, ads, yeah, it's they not like been, it's a brand mm-hmm. new ad. Mm-hmm. But it does seem to be kind of incentive savings financing based. Somewhat. Which if you think about it, put someone in the room, in a room and they're shouting something out like, hey, buyers, this is what we're doing. Yeah. We'll buy down your rate, we'll interest rate lock, da, 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 da. People just kind of like look over and look at them and be like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. And then it's continue about community. the way versus like mm-hmm. we have 20 new home communities throughout the Orlando area mm-hmm. from the 200s to 600s, 25 completed, whatever it may be. I have, I have no idea. People will stop by and look. So it's, it's also that sort of thing. They're trying to prevent people just looking at the ad like, what is this thing I'm seeing? Like, I don't give me my family photos and other stuff that Facebook wants to show us. <laughs> yeah, because they're competing for people's attentions. They don't, you know, they don't. Yeah. yeah, want something on there that they're just going to ignore. So they want to keep yeah. people on the app. So that's what we're seeing this week. Fun stuff. <laughs> Imagine their like internal metrics at Facebook, like what they're what they're tracking, and they talk about it, but just like what is the the core like metric? What's flagging like, it? Like what is the like my my job mm-hmm. at Facebook is this? Like I want people to be on the app fifteen times per day as much time yep. as possible. Like it needs to be addicting, even though like we don't want it to do that, but that's the goal. Yeah. Like, and then they're, you know they're throw TikTok in the mix. So now they're competing mm-hmm. against TikTok attention. Absolutely. What would be interesting to see is what the frequency of that ad was prior to when it turned off, like when it sure. got started getting rejected. See what the frequency is like. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if there's to. some metrics in there. Like, oh, it skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Facebook's delivery on that ad for some mm-hmm. reason went crazy. 
Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Good. Thanks. All right. And now a quick word from our supporting partner, Opendoor. Not taking contingencies, Opendoor creates more opportunities by sending customers a preliminary offer within minutes. Plus, as a builder sales associate, you can provide a flexible close date to help customers avoid double moves and mortgages by closing anytime from 14 days to nine months. Go to opendoor.com slash deconvert to learn more about how you can partner with Opendoor. That was one breath. I'm out of breath. <laughs> Good job. Here we go. And now time for the news. The first one on builderonline.com by our very own Kevin Oakley. This is three lessons from the Great Recession for sales and marketing. So first of all, I was in college during the Great Recession. And <laughs> so that's that's my age I'm putting it out there. Mm-hmm. That feels like forever ago because I started college in 07, which will be 2027 here soon. I'm like, that's 20 years. Are you kidding me? Right? Doing my math right? I think I was in middle school. Oh, gosh. Middle school? Y'all make me feel old. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, 20 sounds was... like it'll be 20 years soon. Like, And so I just remember like the news headlines. It was like this, AIG, mm-hmm. City, Bank of America. It was just like nonstop. I'm like, oh, my. This is crazy. Okay. Like, and I wasn't like an idiot, but I was, you know, kind of immune to it. I would think I was a sophomore at the time. I was working full-time and, and going to school. So I, I wasn't in housing, which is part of the story that Kevin talks about, like um, where he's asked, pulled a room and the average tenure of being in marketing for home builders was like four years. And one question was like, what is the great recession? And that I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you didn't know what the, you know what was? But what did y'all get from this uh, article from Kevin? Yeah. So I was in housing um, during the Great Recession. I'd been working for Idle Homes for probably three years. And um, I had I had a baby that year. So I remember my boss at the time calling me when I had like was at home on maternity leave talking about, you know, restructuring and things and making me very nervous. So I have been through it because I'm older than you guys. And I think his first, Kevin's first point about culture and psychology do matter. I know that firsthand because I was with a company that I respected the leadership so much and trusted them. And they were so transparent about what was going on that it really, you know, put a lot of us at ease. And you can do your job better if you're not worried about what's happening with the company, the health of their company. And Ideal Homes has always been really transparent. So um, that part, yeah, I definitely... I definitely see that and see how leadership keeping everybody upbeat is the way to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. That transparency word, like, yeah, that's the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lesson two, I think is something that like definitely applies right now. Advertising is not always the answer, especially as some builders are pushing more and more and more. We need more users. We need more users. We need more traffic like in this moment mm-hmm. to the website. So a quick side street on that as we push more traffic, typically conversion rates farther along the funnel are going to decrease. So it's like, oh, we did our math. Like we need an additional 12,000 units of traffic to the website per month. Okay. Like we can, we could afford that. Like we could fit in the budget, but we can't then leave out like, oh, well the conversion rate traffic to lead is going to decrease and then lead to appointment will Mm -hmm. likely decrease. And then appointment to sales is going to decrease. So really we need 18,000 or 25,000. Maybe it won't be that drastic, but that's something to keep in mind. Like it's not always advertising, advertising being getting people to the site, marketing being everything kind of above that. Maybe we need better content. Maybe we need to sell the homes better on site. We need to let people have a stronger emotional connection to a change. Like, can we do things on the site and our content push that? Yeah. I think that's the route. Like traffic isn't always the hard part. Sometimes that can be 
the no. simpler part if you have the money for it. But then if you're sending them yeah, to a zero. website that's not performing or to product and pricing that aren't a fit for the market or, you know, there could be, mm -hmm. there could be multiple reasons that people then aren't converting once they get there, but you need to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row before you start dumping money into something that's going to send somewhere, people to somewhere that's not going to convert. So definitely. And I think part of that too, the challenge could be, well, our site worked six months ago. It worked a year mm -hmm. ago. We were selling like crazy, like, and people will push through anything if the demand's high enough. It's right. like Amazon, like people will, they'll just buy it on Amazon. There's so much trust there, but then you compare a different e-commerce retailer and if their site's not so great, or I don't know if you have you used shop pay before. No. So most Shopify, which tons of e-commerce uh, companies use it, it links all the sites together, essentially kind of, it's like a single sign on. So you start to put in your email address at checkout and it's like you shop pay, and then it texts you a oh, number gotcha, and then gotcha. it fills yeah, everything out. I have seen that before. So now like that they're that, trying yeah. to kind of do things to make it better experience compared to Amazon where you have your mm -hmm. account, you just next, next, next done. And so they're trying to do those things. So like the resistance level is higher. So like a year ago, six months ago, conversion rates were through the roof because the demand was so strong. People yep. had that huge sense of urgency. So if your site was say underperforming, you really didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you didn't know about it for like maybe a year and a half, two years yeah. because everything was selling like crazy. And now it's like, oh, well, there's our issue. It's actually the website is the biggest opportunity to improve. Yeah. You could get by with a lot more in a hot market yeah. <laughs> than you can get by with now. You certainly can. You certainly can. <laughs> All right. And then on to the next one. So this one's interesting. This one, uh, the original article came out in May. This is from Inman.com. What Biden's student loan forgiveness means for real estate. So they did update the article um, and this one they are pushing for free. So if you do not have a login or an account with Inman, you can still read this, which I think is great that they're willing to do that mm -hmm. on this one. What do y'all think about this? Not the forgiveness, but the opportunity <laughs> no, <yeah>. for <laughs> what I was going to say. I think it it was a good article that everybody should go read because yeah, it was very neutral absolutely. on like, Definitely. no matter what your Everything politics else. are or what you think about it, how is it going to impact housing? And they talked to some economists about what they thought. And basically what they said is, yes, it can help people in certain situations and age groups um, have a better financial situation to buy. Yeah. But overall, is this going to make the big impact on housing that maybe some people think it's going to make or really, you know, change everything? No, that probably it's not going to make that big of impact on housing. Individual people that you might have that had a too high debt to income ratio and they weren't going to be able to qualify could help them. But housing overall, yeah. the economists are saying it's probably not going to be a huge impact. Mm -hmm. I also think it also depends on like what area you're in too, from what I was reading, but. Yeah, I could see there being like a, a stronger or less strong effect as far as what was mm -hmm. great in the article, they linked together um, educationdata.org and you could uh, explore in there and you're like average monthly student loan payments by degree. So then it has associates, bachelor's, master's, doctoral professional. So just looking at a four year degree, so bachelor's on the low end, the average monthly payment is 354 on the high end. It's, it's like the mid 400s doesn't mean that whole payment is going away, right? They still yeah. might owe something, depends on how much they took out. The average, I think, was for a bachelor's was like around 30-something thousand was the average total loan. So wiping off 10 to 20,000 of that, there's still the payment they have to make. I think there's something with the program from Biden that like the interest 
like they're paying the interest on it or something. So maybe yeah. their, their monthly payment does go down a little bit, but it won't free up, say, on average, for some people, it will not free up $354 per month, which is what, that's what Julie exactly was saying. Like, it's not going to be like, all mm -hmm. of a sudden we have a million people that now can qualify. They also linked to Zillow's research article, which did, they gave a number, I think it was like, it's like 117,000 people based on debt to income ratios and all that will now be in market as a new home buyer. Mm -hmm. If that may, like instantly, because that $300 is now freed up. Doesn't mean they're going to buy a home. It just means like now they fit this window, yeah, the potential, like the potential based on the average salary, based on that average monthly payment and the debt to income ratio, they're now more likely or more likely to qualify for yeah. a mortgage. It's only a credit score, down payment, a job, all those yeah. things. But well, and that's what he was saying. There's so many other factors that play into it just about you know, yeah. the, how high prices are right now and inflation. And there's other factors than just whether they can, how much they can qualify for. And I think the biggest one is like, are builders on average, will they have inventory for the, for that type of home, a starter home? Mm -hmm. If we're thinking that's like, that's like, that's the biggest question. Like is, can a home be built at a low, low enough cost for that? Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, we do have builders that were, definitely first time buyer home builders for a long time. And they're just kind of getting squeezed out yeah. of that, yeah. out of that yep. market. So it, it also, also depends on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But mm -hmm. it's, I love the article because I'm like, okay, you see all this noise, not getting political. You see the news announced. You're like, oh my goodness. I'm like, all right, don't go on Facebook for a week. No one's going to talk about it anymore <laughs> yeah. after that. Don't go on Twitter. Don't go on Instagram, all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And so this is a kind of a breath of fresh air. It's not biased. It's straight down yeah. the middle. It's worth a um, read. It doesn't talk mm -hmm. about, is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Which is what I, what I want because everyone's going to disagree yeah. on that. Like there's no, there's no one that's going to be on the same page. So, all right. And then on to our last one of the week. And this one is a lot lighter than student loan forgiveness. So <laughs> maybe 10% of the people listening or less have heard of Peter McKinnon. He is a Photographer, videographer, um, influencer. Yeah. I hate, I don't like that word because influencer to me kind of Where'd implies. Where'd you find him? Where'd I find him? Mm -hmm. I found him on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Like, so he's yeah, an influencer. He's very strong on YouTube. Like that's his, his mm -hmm. bread and butter. I, I don't like the word influencer because that kind of implies you don't do anything or you, you're like you, the person are the influencer, right? It's kind of a derogatory thing versus he actually mm -hmm. has a skill set. So he put a video out, it was, I think it was past seven days, the end of Instagram. And it pretty much highlights all the complaints. I think if you're active on Instagram that you would have, like yeah. they're showing me things I don't want on your newsfeed. Um, for those that are not on Instagram all the time, you have your newsfeed of people you follow and that's what it should be. And there's ads mixed in there. And then you have your explore page page, which then is everything else. They're kind of merging mm -hmm. the two together. Mm -hmm. to get you to stay mm -hmm. on there longer. Again, they're competing for attention from TikTok and, and other social networks. And that's his complaint. Like his reach is lower. He's losing followers. It's the end of Instagram. So it's a video. So either watch it or I just listened to it when I was driving. I didn't watch it, of course, when I was driving. Um, what was y'all's take on on this? Do you agree, disagree? Does he have some, I have my thoughts, I'll go last. Well, I do agree that it is annoying that not very much of your Instagram page of people you actually follow now. So on the use of it, yes. like as yeah. a user, I agree that Instagram is more annoying than it was now as a 
marketer in our role, to me, it was like a good reminder not to put all your eggs in one basket because you're also, if you are, if you're developing your whole marketing plan against with one platform, you are at the mercy of that platform. Like they're, they're going to change things. It's just going to happen. Like I said earlier with Facebook, like surprise, we don't like these ads anymore. We're going to reject them. Like they don't ask your opinion. Um, It just happens. So same with Instagram. If he built this big, whatever following on Instagram, he is at the mm-hmm. mercy. He's on YouTube and stuff too. So I'm yeah, not saying him uh, particularly, but I'm just saying anybody. followers for him. If your full marketing strategy is Facebook and nothing but Facebook, then you got to know that, you know, you got to be ready to change, change and move when things change yep. or paid search, if privacy things change, all that. So yep. that's, that's what came away from it for me. Yeah, we are kind of at the mercy of it and of these platforms. And so you got to be yeah. flexible and in multiple places. I also think they've come out with so many different things in Instagram that they're trying to one up the other app or the other platform. And it's just copycatting. It's copycatting. But on the other hand, they're all, yeah, exactly. But didn't they just re like turn it back or are fixing it? I think they're like winding it down. And then they used to copy the, um, essentially they copied the TikTok full screen video with mm-hmm. like the outline of the icons layout. Like you'd go on mm-hmm. there like, wait, why on TikTok am I on Which Instagram? Like, the Kardashians didn't like it. It didn't like it. It looks exactly the same. I was like, oh my goodness, get out of here. And they're just so different. Like they're, they're different. Mm-hmm. My take on it is, so here I am with like 900 followers on Instagram. Who am I to judge? Someone with 3.1 million followers, it. but I could judge him. His, You're an influencer, yeah, Andrew. I'm, totally. I'm something. I'm something. That's for sure. So his, <laughs> he's a, an amazing photographer, like amazing, amazing videographer, yeah. all that stuff, a creative, a true creative. But looking at his feed, like it's not 2022 Instagram. Like it's, it's very polished. Every It's like mm-hmm. an art gallery of his stuff. Like this is like. Or he could be like, mm-hmm. this is his funeral, like his best photos. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of depressing if you could put it that way. Like, this is around the room. Like, there's that's really sad. I'll stop there. Um, but like, it's not 2022. His reels are yeah. beautiful. Um, they have tons of views. His Most works. on average are a million, 500 mm-hmm. to like almost 2 million. But they're not Peter McKinnon. Uh, Peter McKinnon, he makes most of his money. His influence is teaching people how to be better photographers and videographers. And he does it mm-hmm. in a way that is interesting. And then he sells software and like presets and things like that to people. None of that is on his Instagram. Like it's like gadgets, like, oh, look at this mm-hmm. coffee maker that is $9,000 or whatever. And he makes a really beautiful video of it. My thinking is like, people don't want that. Like um, it gets the views, but it does that doesn't get the followers. Like, oh, that's well, a cool that's video. Why- and that's it. Yeah. That's why TikTok became such a cool thing because people felt like they can relate to those that were sharing the stories. And so Instagram is trying to go into like the more relatable aspect of it, which is great, but that's what's eliminating the photo share. And that's the opposite of that. If you think about, if you go to TikTok and go on Instagram, TikTok on average, you will hardly ever see someone use a real quote, real camera, like the one next to me, like Sony a7 III, whatever. Like it's always on the phone. It's very authentic. Everything on Peter's page is perfection. But I don't think that, I think you should try a different strategy and see what his feelings on Instagram are after the fact. But he's already at 3.1 million. It's like, is there more people out there? I have no idea. (laughs) For him. Who knows? Well, 
And all of our lives would be easier if we could just figure it out once and not have to keep figuring it out. But (laughs) we know in this role, it's, it changes all the time and you kind of have to figure out what, what the audience wants at the time. That's true. And at the end of the day for builders, if we're looking to reach the most amount of people, organic is not going to be the way to do it on Instagram Mm -mm, or TikTok. Um, I could see the case for big, big builders to be very heavy on, on Instagram and, and TikTok big nationals in multiple, multiple states or super regionals, whatever you want to call them. Um, but for a mm-hmm. single market builder to go all in on it, I'm not sure if that's yeah. the best use of time with the caveat that more than likely they are more resource limited. And so if you have 50 hours a week of someone's time, 40, 50 hours, whatever it may be of marketing time for that person to do, or even less because yeah. they're doing other things, should it be on this or should it be on things that truly drive results that we can prove? I'll go, um, let's sell some homes. So <laughs> let's, let's do it. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to send in your industry related questions or non-industry related questions to show at deconvert.com and we'll touch on them in our next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Marketproof Marketing is proudly supported by Opendoor. Visit opendoor.com forward slash do you convert to learn how you can partner with Opendoor to increase certainty, speed, and ease for your home buyers. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peak, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. View hundreds of articles, videos, and more for free at doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on social networks or in real life. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.